Hey everyone, this is Melissa and I am the Talkative Introvert. So today I got another rambling episode for you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, in, back in episode 5, Why Am I Starting This Podcast, I um, did a rambling episode where basically all I did was ask myself one question and then I went with it. So no notes, no outline, no like type of agenda or anything like that. I just asked myself one question and I just basically talked the whole way through the episode and so I wanted to do that again because I actually really liked doing that one it was a lot of fun um it was fun not having like a structure and just going with it Uh, so to in today's episode I'm going to ask myself what's like to be an introvert in an extrovert family so I when I was younger um I was definitely an introvert but I think I like fully became an introvert later like maybe junior senior year of high school and older um but uh like i said in previous episodes i come from a really big filipino family and we always got together for family events and like for our birthdays and holidays and it was usually like this big party and we um yeah so I was always the the shy kid, the quiet shy kid, the one that's like always sitting on like a parent's lap or like my aunt's lap or, you know, I suck with the adults a lot. Um, I did play with the other kids and um, but I didn't like too much stimulation like I didn't like when it was too loud or too noisy and when like the kids are running around um like it's weird to think about but like I didn't even like kids when I was a kid (laughs) so but parents tend to like me like I had a good relationship with the adults because I never talked back I was a good kid I never got myself in trouble I didn't really take risk I didn't like being too loud or rambunctious rambunctious for the most part, like, it, I didn't, I don't, well, obviously as a kid, you don't think, like, am I an introvert or extrovert? It's not something you think about. It wasn't until probably high school that I realized that I'm really actually an introvert. Because, like, my freshman and sophomore year, like, I just wanted to have a bunch of friends. I wanted everyone to like me. I came from a really tiny middle school where, like, so my my class was a total of 14 kids. So there were seven girls serving seven guys. And that was it. And then high school came and I went went to a public school where it's like, I don't even know. I think my graduating class was, it's still kind of small, I guess, compared to other high schools. But I think 500 students in my class graduated. Yeah. And so that's a huge jump from 14 to 500. And that's just my class. That doesn't include, like, the other classmen. And so I remember in, like, freshman and sophomore year, I was, like, really into being friends with everyone. And I wanted to be a popular kid. And I wanted everyone to like me. But then, like, as I got older, like, as a junior and senior, and, like, I think as I'm developing to become who the person I am, I realized, like, I don't care about that. (laughs) I don't care about having a lot of friends. It takes up too much energy. There's too much time invested in trying to make sure that you keep in touch with every single person. Like, if I'm trying to be friends with, like, 500 other people, 
not including other classmen, that's way too much. That is, no. And, um, so yeah, that's when I realized I was more of an introvert. And I did realize that I'm more of an introvert as I got older because I realized that I value, like, a smaller group of friends, like, close-knit best friends, which, like, as I'm thinking about my past, like, that's always been the trend. I always had, like, one or two best friends, and it was always just us. So I, um, when I was younger, I moved a lot. I went to a different different middle school, a different elementary school almost every year. But in every time I moved to a different school, I always gravitated to, like, one or two best friends, and that's it. And I think the whole popularity thing and wanting to be everyone's friends and everyone wants everyone to like me, I think that's just, like, a typical thing you go through, like, in adolescence. But I really, truly always wanted, like, or always gravitated only having a couple of best friends or, like, a small group of friends and I didn't realize that until I was older that I was actually an introvert because I didn't really think about that until maybe like college because um, like started junior and senior I kind of started to give up on trying to be friends and try to be liked and I realized like who my real friends are and who my true friends are and those are like the people that actually want to hang out with me for me and not because I was trying so hard for everyone to like me but that didn't that didn't last long I think that was mostly just freshman year and maybe a tiny bit sophomore year um anyways but as the older I get the more I realize how much of an introvert I actually am and that I actually don't like being around a lot of people and that being a lot around a lot of people was always tiring and it's just interesting to realize that now because the reason why I realized I was an introvert was because the friends I ended up keeping after high school so high high school ended um we all had like our goodbyes and blah 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 um and I didn't keep in touch with everyone in that I was friends with high school except for just like a small portion of them and I'm still friends with them now and it was a very small like group and we had a lot of similarities and a lot of the same, like, pet peeves and the same outlook on, on life, I guess. And they're all introverts. And I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, man, I guess I am an introvert. I guess because I really do just like my small groups. I don't like huge, like, gatherings and huge ragers. I mean, we did have a lot of parties I guess we had a lot of parties just because um we were we were always the only people so when I say we as I'm talking about me and my husband but at the time he was my boyfriend um we were the ones that had our own place and we were old enough to like buy drinks and whatever but we tend to always have the house parties but our house parties were never like crazy they weren't like crazy ragers and like your typical frat party that you see um, in movies they were always just like chill hangouts at our place and I remember going to an actual like high school college whatever type party and I was like I was not like having it like I didn't enjoy it as I thought I would because I thought you know 
I'm in college now. Like, this would be cool and fun to experience. But, like, once I was actually there, I was like, yeah, I didn't really miss out. Because in high school, I didn't go to these kinds of parties. I wasn't, like, friends with those type of people. Like, the, <laughs> I don't know what you call them. I guess the jocks and the popular kids. Uh, I don't know if that was, that wasn't really, like, a huge thing. I didn't really... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it like that in high school. Maybe other people did, but those people, I weren't I wasn't friends with them. So I didn't go to those kinds of parties. And I used to think like in high school, it's like, man, maybe I should have been friends with them so I could go to these parties. But actually going to one like it, I realized like, nah, I'm good. I didn't miss out on anything. I wouldn't have had fun. It would have been really scary. I probably would have had like an anxiety attack. Like it would, it would not have been fun for me. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't do that. Or like, I'm not, I'm not upset that I didn't experience that in high school, I guess. And so anyways, so yeah, we used to have parties and all that. And the biggest thing, so <laughs> I know I'm not really, I'm not really answering the question right now, but I feel like there needs to be some like historical information as to who I am and how I realized I became an introvert or not became, that I actually have been this whole entire time, but didn't realize it until as an adult. Um, so another thing, Another reason how I realized that I'm an introvert is that, like, family gatherings with the combination of my family and my now husband's family, um, there's a lot of family events. There's a lot of gatherings. There's a lot of, we had to, like, pick between the two also. Like, sometimes they'll happen at the same time. My family has kind of, we haven't had as many gatherings as we used to. Um, but so it's mostly like his family, but there's still like a gathering almost every weekend. And that's when I truly, truly understood that I am really an introvert because so in my introvert types episode, we concluded that I am a social introvert. And being a social introvert doesn't mean I'm like super social. It just means I typically say no to parties and I um, like solitary activities. And that's become very, very true because with the combination of his family gatherings and my family gatherings and having something to do every single weekend, like with our families became too much. Like I was constantly tired, but I always had this like need to please people and please people in our family. And I always felt super, super, super obligated to go to these family events. And even now, like I feel obligated to go because, yeah, we are celebrating for a reason. It's not just like going there just because like it's for someone's birthday or it's for Christmas or Thanksgiving or you know, some type of holiday. So there, there's a reason for these gatherings. It's not like they're just having it just to have it, even though that does happen sometimes. And so I do feel obligated, but because there's so many, I'm just so tired, like so socially tired. And I have to say no, like I just have to say no sometimes. And as an adult and like living on my own, um, 
like the older I got, the more I started to say no. And that's where it comes, that's where this question comes from, like, what's it like to be an introvert and extrovert family? So back then, you know, yeah, I was a shy kid, whatever, blah, 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 but it didn't really affect my family as much as it does now. Um, And that's because now I'm saying no, like now I'm not going to events. Now I'm like taking the time to take care of myself and recharge and prepare myself for the next social event because like I, my meter is limited. There is a, there is a bar and there's a stopping point where I need to like just go home and just recharge and do one of my solitary hobbies. Now this leads back to the question, like, what's it like to be an introvert in an extrovert family? So the problem with being an introvert in a very extrovert family is that one, they don't understand you. They don't understand what that means. Like, when I say no to going somewhere or doing something, like, they take offense from it. Like, they they think, like, I don't like them, or they think, like, I'm being rude, or I'm, like, not being family-oriented, or, like, it's always a negative thing. Like, um, it's starting to get better, though. I think people are just used to it. Like, at first, it was, it was pretty bad. Like, people, like, would like question us like why why wouldn't they want to go like what's the problem but now i think i think they're just used to us doing our own thing and they're just used to us saying no and used to us being like just being away from these events like they don't question it that much anymore but they still like they still try (laughs) which is okay like that's fine like i don't mind that they try because you know um if they ask a hundred times, like ten of those times we'll probably go <laughs> or something like that. Uh, we still go. It's just not all the time. And if we know there's going to be like a huge, huge gathering, because some gatherings isn't just family. Sometimes it includes like people outside, like blood relatives, like people's friends and in-laws, like other people's in-laws. And like, it's not that we don't like them like other people's friends and in-laws or anything like that. It's just that the party ends up getting bigger and louder and it comes, it becomes this chill, relaxed, like family gathering to this giant razor where everyone's like drunk and doing karaoke. And it just becomes from quiet to like super loud. And so when we know there's going to be more and more people, we tend to like not go. And I think that's why sometimes uh, sometimes when we get invited to things, um, they tend to just say, it's just going to be us. Like, my husband's mom does that, uh, is notorious for that, because I think she just notices that we don't tend to go when it's, like, too many people. Like, she'll, just, so, she'll sometimes say, like, hey, like, come over for breakfast. Um, it's just going to be us. And I think that's kind of funny because I don't, I don't remember her having to say that before, but I think she knows now that like, 
I don't think she fully understands what an introvert is, but I think she knows that we're more comfortable when it's a smaller group. And so when she wants to see us, she tends to say like, like, it's just us. It's like, not like the entire family. It's just like the immediate family, like just the siblings. And it's funny because it's like, uh, it wasn't like that before. Like she didn't, she didn't say stuff like that before, but I think she's starting to get it, which is really nice. Like it's, it's nice for people to acknowledge that and to understand that because it, it is a lot. Like it's a, like some of these family events are just, they're so loud, <laughs> like, like overstimulating. And for an extrovert, that's probably like amazing and great. And that's why they have like, sorry, I'm like distracted because my dog is barking. That's probably one of the most difficult things of doing this podcast is that he barks. And I don't know if that's something you could take out. Like, I don't, I still don't really know how to use this software. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason, there's a way to like take out background noise, right? There's gotta be. I need to Google that or, I don't know, watch some YouTube videos. But every time he barks, I have to like stop and then I forget what I'm talking about. And now I'm like off to a different tangent. Anyways, so back to the question. So what's it like to be an introvert in an extrovert family? Um, like I said, it does have its negative impact or negative, I don't know what you want to call it. But it is, it's difficult because people don't understand why we say no and people get upset. Sometimes people get hurt. And hopefully if anyone in our family is listening to this, I hope they know that it doesn't mean anything bad. Like we don't purposely like not go to something just to hurt someone like that is never our intent our intent is never to like you know not go because we don't like them anymore <laughs> like we it's not it's not typically negative when we don't go it's just that we need a break because um so nowadays, majority of family gatherings are with my husband's family. So um, I won't go into like why my family doesn't really see each other anymore. It's just there's like, I don't know, stuff that happened in the past. And so we don't have big family gatherings anymore. And it's mostly just my husband's family that I have to go to gatherings for now. And it's really difficult because there's so many, there's so many gatherings and they're like an all day event too. Like they'll, they'll start at like, I don't know. Sometimes they start later, like at five, but sometimes it's like even earlier and then they won't end till like one o'clock in the morning, maybe two o'clock in the morning. They're like all day gatherings. There is no like if you ever get an invitation from. Sorry, he's barking again. <laughs> but if you ever get an invitation from a Filipino family and I've noticed this for like all my Filipino friends and family, like not just my family and not just my husband's family, but there's no end time. Do you ever do you ever notice that? There's no end time. And I don't know if that's specific to Filipinos, but that's just what I know um, because I'm Filipino. <laughs> but people who are either Filipino or have like similar cultures, there's no end time. So they're not expecting you to leave at <laughs> any specific time. Because I know there's some 
parties well they'll put like a three to seven and at seven is expected of you to leave and that i remember i think there's like one party that i went to and that happened and i was just my mind was blown i was like you can have an end time (laughs) why don't we have end times but yeah anyways so these parties are all day um, all night, sometimes into the following day, sometimes people sleep over, and it becomes a two-day thing. So it's it's a lot of social interactions. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot just thinking about it. And it's, so when that happens, and if it's happening every weekend, like, I can't do it. It's too much. And, like, I have a life, too, you know? (laughs) Like, during the week, I work. Work Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And when I come home, it's, you know, we're making dinner, we're eating dinner, and then we're relaxing until we have to go to bed so we can go to work. So during the week, there's typically not a lot of time to do, like, our hobbies or um, just do other things. And so our weekends are very precious because that's our time. And my husband doesn't always get to have a weekend because sometimes he works weekends. So really, we're very limited on like how much free time we have, which is really sucky. So if this podcast ever goes big, I'm going to be forever grateful for you guys because it'd be amazing to not have to do like an eight to five Monday through Friday. Like, I wouldn't mind if we did, if I did, like, part-time at my work, if I started getting money for this podcast. Like, that would be awesome, too. Like, I could totally do that. Um, anyways. So, yeah. Why was I getting at... See, this is what happens when I'm doing a rambling episode. I don't remember what I was talking about. (laughs) Because I'm trying not to, like, cut anything. I just want it to be completely just natural, live as little editing as possible anyways so oh i remember so yeah it's not that we're um it's not that we don't like people or don't like our family members or we are not doing it to hurt anybody it's just that we need to recharge because there's just so many of it and it's a lot and it's not just like a like i said there's no end time it's not like it's just a three hour thing and then we can recharge it's like it'll last through the end of the night and sometimes the next day. And, I mean, we stopped staying super late, too. Um, we 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 all go home. And we have a valid excuse, too, because we have a dog. And we don't bring him to these events. Because it's, it's pretty funny, because he's, <laughs> he's kind of an introvert, too. Like, he doesn't like... And I don't know, maybe because he... The way we raised him... Um, because we're not super loud people and we don't play super loud music. Like we play music, we play podcasts, like when we're cooking dinner or whatever, and we watch TV, obviously, but it's not loud. Like it's never loud. It's, it's just at the right volume that you can hear it properly. Like it's not like super, super loud. Um, and so I think he's just used to that because our dog doesn't like really loud music and he doesn't like too much stimulation like he'll he's a corgi so he's very vocal so if someone's talking too loud he'll like bark at them and i think it's just like his way of telling them to like lower your voice and then if it's like people are moving around too much or like 
getting too rowdy like if when we have when we actually have people over which is very rare and it gets too rowdy he doesn't like it or like um if it's too much for him he'll just go into the room and then go to sleep like he won't stay in the living room with everybody which is pretty funny because that's basically us um but yeah so it is difficult being an introvert in an extrovert family um i'm it's hard to explain to them why we don't go. And I really hope they understand, like, it's not that we don't like them or anything like that. It's just a lot. And it's a lot of stimulation. And it's very tiring. And sometimes it's stressful. And sometimes, like, if you do something too often that stresses you out, like, that's not very great for your mental health either. So... It is difficult. It's very difficult. And it's difficult to have other other people understand that. And I wish they would. I wish they'd understand. I think it would make our life easier if they just understood. But for the most part, I think I think they're getting used to it. It's I mean, it's so I've been with my husband. So we've only been married for a year, but we've been together for like 13 years. Yeah. It's been 13, it's 2020, yeah, 13 years. And so I think they're just used to it now. So it, it does get easier. Um, it it has been getting easier as we get older because they're used to us just being us. And they're used to us saying no. And they're used to us, like, going to some but not going to others. And we're not trying to pick and choose. Um, it's just whatever we're ready for, I guess. So that's been that's been getting better. But you can still tell that they still don't get it. They're used to because they're used to they accept us for us, but they still don't understand why. And that's not just my husband's family. That's just like everybody in general. Because um, I'll have family members who will just they'll like be. They'll basically be nagging. I was like, come on, please, can you go? Can you go? Come on, why not? You know, they'll do the, do that. And it's very frustrating because it's like, just accept our no. <laughs> just just be okay with our no answer. When you don't accept our no answer, it makes it really difficult for us. Or it makes it really difficult for an introvert because, like, one... We don't want to because we're socially exhausted, exhausted. And two, like it makes us feel guilty. It makes us feel really bad for not doing something. And this kind of, um, I think I talked about like in my pet peeves episode, but like I, it sucks to feel bad because you don't want to do something and you have a valid reason for it. Like you're just tired and you need to take a break. And it sucks that, um, like, when people just can't take your no answer or they, like, get really upset with you when you say no. Because it's, you know, we don't want to upset you, but we also need to take care of ourselves, too. Like, I can't please everybody. And so, yeah. So this question's very, uh, it's difficult to answer because I don't want to, like, offend my family members, assuming that they're listening. But I think it's a good way to help them understand, like, why we say no. You know, like, we 
Like, I hope they understand that it's not that we don't like them, and it's not that we, you know, don't appreciate them or anything like that. Like, we don't mean any disrespect, but I hope they understand, like, it's just because we're tired and because we need time to uh, recharge, and there's also just way too many. Like, man, like, you guys, I mean, that's great, though. Obviously, that's great. Like, I love the fact that his family loves each other and loves being around each other so much that they're, they want to hang out every weekend. Like, that's kind of, in my experience, really rare. Like, you don't see, I mean, okay, I can't speak for other people, but in my experience, you don't, I don't always see people, like families who really get along and who really love each other so much that they want to hang out every weekend. Like, I totally admire that, and I think that's awesome, and I think that's great. Like, obviously, there's some family drama, and that's, like, inevitable. Like, that just happens, like, especially, like, spending so much time together, that happens. But, like, besides the family drama that happens every once in a while, they still, like, will forgive each other, and they still love each other, and they still, like, want to, like, legit hang out with each other and spend time with each other, like, almost every weekend, if not every weekend, and that's, I think that's truly amazing, because that's, that, it, it doesn't happen all the time, and it's not, like, not every family is like that, but with that said, every weekend, really, like, <laughs> so much like don't you guys want to break from each other <laughs> and I, that's probably just my introvert nature talking but man I need a break and I need a break from like all of that but I do enjoy like when my husband's mom says like come have breakfast with us and it's just us I really do enjoy that when it's just like my husband like maybe his like sister um and his mom mom's like they're like his sisters and like just the, our smaller group I really enjoy that because it's like it's more intimate like we can actually talk to each other and have a really good conversation and really catch up but when it's like family gatherings most of the time people are drinking or they're doing karaoke or playing loud music and you you don't really get that one-on-one -on -one time with people and you don't get that like those like deep conversations with people and like really trying to catch up because usually it's too loud and like and it's mostly like we're doing some activity that's like I don't know that's more like it's a fun activity but it's not it, we're not like talking to each other we're not having a conversation we're not like getting to know each other or catching up with each other or anything like that um when we have these big, big group partings, parties, sorry, God. Okay. So I really do enjoy when we have just breakfast with like his mom or having like dinner with just like his sister's family or, um, just, yeah, like, like these small intimate, like gatherings where we can just have a real conversation and it's not just loud music in our ear and we can't hear anything, but like, the bass and like someone singing karaoke. Um, I really appreciate those moments and I appreciate like doing that. And that makes me excited to go see them. And so when we have these smaller ones, 
because then I can actually have a real conversation with someone. And it's more meaningful, in my opinion, than um, than the big parties. And it'd be nice to, like, if they got... if the, I, It'd be nice if they wanted more like that. <laughs> like, like, we used to... We've, like, gone to... So, my husband's uncle... He is the one that usually ha- is like the party house, and like everyone goes there for gather for parties and whatnot. And there's always free alcohol and food. Um, <laughs> and there's times where we've gone to his place just like on a weekday, like on a weeknight. Like, like there's like a couple of times where he needed help around the house, and my husband like um, went to go help him, and it was just like. My my uncle or our uncle aunt um and then their two kids which is like our age, Brandon's cousins, and those were fun. Like we would just drink a beer like in the backyard and talk and just like have a that intimate like conversation and those are fun and I I value those moments because like as much as parties I guess are fun. <laughs> I mean, okay, they're fun, but not always. Like, I don't, like, I mentioned this in previous episodes, I don't drink that much anymore. Not like I did in college. Like, I rarely ever drink, honestly. Like, I don't remember the last time I was, like, super drunk. I think maybe New Year's or maybe my wedding party. Anyways, I really do value those, like, one-on-one moments or those small gatherings, those small intimate gatherings where we can just talk and have like actual conversations and those are very rare like we don't get a whole lot of that it's usually like or when we do get it it'll start off small and then it'll become a bigger thing like I remember one weekend uh, we were helping my husband's uh, uncle with something around the house and it started off with just us you know like the six of us so like his cousins, me and my husband, and then uncle and aunt. But then they, they, we were having a lot of fun, but then they wanted to like invite other people because we're having so much fun. Like that's like the great, that's like the good and bad thing about them. Like the good thing about them is that they want, when they're happy and having fun, they want to share that happiness and joy with everybody else in the family. And I think that's very sweet. And I do love them, love that about them. But then it's also bad because we went from like a small intimate gathering to now this huge party where all the other aunts and uncles and in-laws and um, like significant others and siblings and just like everybody else then gets included and it becomes a huge party. So I went from an intimate gathering to a party and you know, like, I get why they do that, and I uh, adore them for that, but then it kind of, I don't want to say it ruins it for us, because that sounds really mean, but essentially it does ruin it for us, because then, because now we're tired, and now we just want to leave. <laughs> that sounds sad. And, but it's just so exhausting, like, it, it kind of sucks, because, like, it started off great. And I loved it, and I adore those moments. But like I said, it's rare. When it does happen, sometimes it becomes something bigger than it was. And um, I I look forward to those moments, and I wish we had more of those. And I wish we had more small, intimate gatherings. And 
Like, I wish we had turns with everybody, like, doing that. Like, it'd be nice to really get to know some people. Like, there's some people in our family that I, I don't really know. Like, I know them, obviously. Like, I've known them for years and years. Um, but I don't know them, know them, because the only time we see them is at a party. And we don't get to have, like, that intimate conversation with them. And so, I don't actually know them. And I... And they don't know me. And that kind of sucks, too. Because, like, we're family, but we don't actually know each other. Like, know each other, know each other. And that's, yeah, that's a little sucky. But it is what it is, I guess. That's kind of, like, the downside of having an extrovert family. Like, the the good and sweet and amazing part of, like, an extrovert family is that when they're happy... They want others to be happy, and they want to share the happiness with others, and they want everyone to be included in that happiness and, like, the joy that they're having. But then we also get, we miss out on those, like, little intimate conversations where we actually, like, sit down and really, really get to know each other. Like, there's very few people in my family, and both our families, that I feel actually know me for who I am, like, who I really am. And that's kind of what happens when you end up with, like, such an extroverted family. Um, It's because they, like, gain energy from having these big groups, but then you don't have these small conversations sometimes. But, so, yeah. I mean, not to end it on a bad note, I guess. (laughs) Jeez. Because I still really... Like, like I said, I adore that about people. I adore that they want to share the happiness. They want to spread the love. And I really, really love that. So there's the obvious, like, negative points of being an introvert and an extrovert family. But then there's also those positives. Like I said, like, the the biggest positive thing is the fact that I love that they love each other. And I love that they when they're happy and they're having fun and they like it's such a joyous time that they just want to share that with everybody and they want everyone to feel the same thing that they're feeling and I think that's like probably the biggest positive thing I know I list a lot of negative things but that one definitely is like something that's always stuck out and I've always adored that so yeah I uh, (laughs) That's a long-winded explanation um, to my answer. So I just looked back. So in my in episode five, I talk about like how I I looked away from the computer and just like started talking. Um, and I just looked back. So I did the same thing. I just looked back and I realized I'm already at like 40 minutes. So hopefully that was an interesting listen. And if you like it, please follow me on social media. Um, let me know what other rambling discussion topics, like what questions I should ask myself and like ramble about. Um, I'll, I'll think of something because I really do like doing these episodes, like the, the no structure, no outline, no agenda type deal, which is like kind of weird for me because I'm not like that normally. I think I mentioned, like, in the intro, like, I have a very type A personality. And if you don't know what the type A personality is, don't worry. I'm going to do an episode about it. <laughs> it's not very, it's not specific to introverts, I don't think. Because um, there's the type A and type B personalities. And I'll get into that in a different episode. 
So it is a little weird for me to like go unscripted and un <laughs> unoutlined, if you will. But this has been fun. So again, if you like this, please follow me on social media. I'll link it in the description. Um, let's start a conversation. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Are you an introvert and an extrovert family? Like, how do you deal with it? Like, what are the big negatives and the big positives from that? Like, what do you love and hate about your family? I guess. <laughs> Doesn't have to be that intimate. <laughs> Anyways, thanks guys for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode.